I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I've got a story for you today, Sinead, before we start. Hit me. When I was at school, I had a relief teacher once. He was telling us a story about Nimbin. Mm-hmm. He said when he was at university, they had a professor um, and they went to class one day and the professor wasn't there. And they're like, where is he? He's like, oh, he was driving through Nimbin and his car broke down. I'm like, oh, okay. They came back next week and they said, where is he? I'm like, he's still in Nimbin. And they came back the next week and they said, is the person coming back? He said, no, he's staying in Nimbin. <laughs> he loves Nimbin now. Is that a true story? Apparently. So his car broke down and then he just fell in love with Nimbin. Yep, I think he became a hippie. <laughs> Hello and welcome. Yes, we're talking about marijuana today. A marijuana film from Byron Bay Film Festival. It's called Marijuana Australiana. Catchy title. It is. And we're also talking about You Better Take Cover, another Australian documentary. The good documentary Australian Day here on I Only Like You. <laughs> FM. <laughs> These films are part of the Byron Bay Film Festival, which is running from the 14th to the 23rd of October. The great festival, you should get to it. Great movies, including these ones. Marijuana Australiana. It's directed by Richard Barron. He is a Northern Rivers person. Person? He is. Man, um, presumably. And he's done a documentary about um, the issue of marijuana in Australia, which is a very interesting thing that for Sine and I, because we're not really a drug people. We're not drug people. You don't say we're not really drug people. We're not drug people. At all. We don't. I don't even drink alcohol. No. I've never touched a cigarette. I don't know what cocaine does i have touched one because i had to use one in a scene once no, that's right uh, we love breaking bad that's as far as it goes that's as far as our love for drugs goes <laughs> <laughs> and but we we sort of know about the issues and everything but we hadn't mm. really explored this before and so this is an interesting documentary mm. so it's a featured documentary it's um quite a bit longer than the other ones we've previewed um this was also crowdfunded just <laughs> feeding into our long seems like of- every film we've um, yeah, it has some sort of crowdfunding aspect. I think that's really cool. cool really mm-hmm. cool. I thought this was like really educational, and maybe it's because I'm really naive about marijuana and I don't know a lot of stuff. But I had no idea about the origins of it and like it being marketed as a sex drug in the '70s, and that made it become illegal. And I had no idea about all of that. I just thought it was another drug. Yeah, so the documentary goes into the history of it, um, especially in Australia, so it's an Australian feel. Um, and some of that, that history of it, like there's, they talk about this big um, natural cannabis plant that was growing in um, near Newcastle. Mm. I never knew about that. No, I didn't know that either. And I thought it was interesting too how they said a lot of Aboriginal or Indigenous people used to use it as part of like they use tea tree oil, they use eucalyptus mm. oil, mm-hmm. they use mm-hmm. things like that. And they used to use marijuana as well. Yeah. That was an interesting perspective that a lot of films wouldn't have gone into. No. So according to the documentary, the the illegality of the drug came from it being a hippie drug, being the counterculture, baby boomers using it. Um, so then they were put into jail and it became illegal to use marijuana when 
before that, it was more of a um, pain relief supplement, which it, it's sort of come full circle now that people yeah. are using that, especially people with cancer, people with epilepsy, especially little kids who are mm. um, quite sick. It used to be prescribed by doctors as a medicinal, mm. like as a drug to use. Mm -hmm. And then I think seemingly because it was made illegal and touted as this sex drug, well, the documentary mentioned all these teenagers wanted to go down and try it then if it was mm. going to be this amazing mm -hmm. thing and it had kind of the reverse effect. But the problem now is that there's people who um, need it for medicinal use, can't get it because of the the um, connotations around the recreational use. Mm. So there are kind of two aspects to it. Yeah. Anyway, I think no matter what your perspective, you're going to get something out of this documentary. Definitely. It's so educational, like I said. Like mm -hmm. I had no idea that there were... There's like two main properties in marijuana. There's THC, which gives you the hallucinogenic stoner feeling, and then there's CBD, which is non-psychotic and is the medicinal one that like eases anxiety and stress and post-traumatic stress disorder and things like that. Mm -hmm. And you can actually make straight CBD, the good marijuana, which could be used for medicinal purposes. But you can't properly do that if the drug's illegal and it seems like, well, the documentary certainly presented a compelling argument that no one wants to sit down and actually have the conversation. It's just, it's illegal. That's it. You know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can't like, they could make straight CBD without the stoner stuff, without the hippie stuff, without the joint smoking, just a straight medicinal oil from this plant. Like they make any other drug that we take for headaches or depression or mm -hmm. contraception and it could be regulated and safe could be taxed. The government can make money <laughs> off it. Yeah. Government, you can make money from this. What are you doing? And the film makes the argument that morphine is used in hospitals, but it's not on the streets, which is... Yeah, I thought you know, that was so interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, morphine's the same kind of thing. They use, like, when people are reaching the end of their lives, they dose them up in morphine to relieve the pain. But recreational use is illegal. Mm -hmm. Why couldn't this be a similar sort of thing? Mm -hmm. Obviously, the film is from a certain perspective, and yeah. so you're getting mainly getting one side. But, like... Everyone else in society is getting the other side of the propaganda <laughs> side. And so this is, you know, part of the pushback from that. Mm. It has some interesting characters in the film, very... especially the ones from Nimbin. <laughs> some very colourful characters. I know they are coming from one perspective, but they did speak to a range of people from both sides of the argument. Yeah. Like government people and police and obviously users and growers. Um, but I thought it was really well researched. It it, it didn't just present one side of the argument and ignore the other side. It presented both, but then heavily said, obviously. Well, yeah, it brought evidence as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to go out and start um, smoking the ganja myself, <laughs> but I really, I've thought this forever, but I think it now that a few people in Nimbin smoking a bit of pot isn't the end of the world, you know. Mm. I think the argument for medicinal use, especially for people with cancer and, and really life-threatening illnesses, you know, it's it's got to be looked at at least. Hey? I agree. And there's people that are being put into maximum security prison for personal use of this drug, which doesn't harm anyone else but themselves. Yeah. I don't really understand that. And there are, I think there are worse drugs out there. You look at ice that makes you aggressive. Mm -hmm. You look at tobacco that gives you lung cancer or alcohol, which um, changes your state of mind. Mm -hmm. You know, I I just don't really understand... Well, plenty of families yeah. have been ruined by alcohol, haven't they? They have. Lives have been ruined by it. There's a, a phrase that one of the 
um, people interview say in the documentary, and it is a bit simplistic, but I do agree with the sentiment, it's that why is it illegal for a parent to grow a plant, a natural product, in their backyard to make an oil to save their child's life? Like mm-hmm. I don't understand mm. that at all. Um, it's an I don't I think I don't understand because like in tobacco, there's lots of other crap that's in there, right? And in cocaine, there's crap in it. Marijuana or the oil used for medicinal purposes is literally a plant. Mm-hmm. Like it's natural. Mm-hmm. I don't really understand what the difference is between using that or using tea tree oil on pimples. Yeah. Like I, I can't see the differentiation there, especially if it's not used for recreational purposes. Like I just struggle with that. And I, I, I don't know. The documentary was very compelling into making me agree that it should be legalized and regulated for mm-hmm. medical use. So no, no matter what you think about this subject, mm. I think it's something you should should at least have a look at. Mm. Definitely. They had really great case studies in the film. Yeah. I thought um, of parents of children who had been helped by it and um, anecdotal stories about being parents being busted by police for having a small jar of oil to give to their children, which I find that's interesting because they're not harming their children. They're helping them. So the only thing that police are doing is because it's illegal, mm-hmm. right? And I understand it's the police's job, like it's law and they're, they're to uphold the law and we need laws in society and stuff. But I think when such a big part of the population are saying, hey, this law doesn't quite make sense anymore, maybe we need to listen. Um, but I would definitely recommend this documentary. It's really interesting, really eye-opening. Cool. Marijuana Australiana. Get to it. So keeping the Australian theme, you better take cover. Looks, It's a shorter documentary. It's 30 minutes long. And it looks at a very interesting um, case. <laughs> it looks at the men at work down under court case with the um, claimed copyright infringement with Kookaburra Sits in the Old Gum Tree nursery rhyme. So it's directed by Harry Hayes, who's done a few films from down in Melbourne. Mm. Um, it's an interesting case. I think a lot of people would, would have heard about it at least and not necessarily know all the ins and outs, which is documentary yeah. sort of looks at. I knew about the case. I didn't know about like the background of it and the development of the song as well. It goes into details about that and like behind the scenes of the music video. Yeah. And... So as you said, it's, it's pretty much our national song in a lot of ways, isn't it? Yeah. I said this, Waltzing Matilda and Kaysan. We need like a um, mashup of those three. And that can be our new national anthem, I reckon. But it doesn't use the word girt in it. it How can it be a, a, a oh, national what song? What are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> um, so this documentary screened at Splendour in the Grass last year, which is kind of an interesting... Byron Bay represent. <laughs> um, the documentary itself I thought was really well-researched and put together. It's very well-structured. It has a real narrative from the development of the song to the court case and beyond um good flow hasn't it yeah like, it was really seems to make sense everything that happens in, yeah. in order there's lots of interviews right. from past band members except colin, colin hay, hay. Who didn't appear it's an interesting case because it seems like the um what happened you know to the average person on the street it seems a bit excessive a bit extreme mm. the um actual judgment especially because the song is actually celebrating australian culture and it's not I don't think they were trying to get away with anything with what they did, you know. Yeah. They were trying to steal. It wasn't malicious. It was um, celebrating. Yes, and it's 
in you, you see plenty of films, plenty of books, whatever, um, reference other things, but don't get in trouble for it. You know, this is mm. a very strange case. It is. And it has real world implications. You yeah. Know? Seemingly a bit opportunistic. Very maybe. opportunistic, yeah. It, it's kind of, um, I don't know, it's going to be hard to listen to the the song after watching this documentary mm. and knowing <laughs> the whole story behind it because it's such a, a, a bright, happy song that Australians around the world love because it represents Australia. But then now it's got this sort of weird mm. case around it. I think even if you know about the court case, this is still worth seeing because it it's goes good. into much more detail and yes, kind yes. of background information than the headlines. Than the news article yeah. you read does, yeah. Yeah, so definitely recommend seeing this one as well. I don't, like we don't understand, but Men at Work were like the biggest band for a couple of years in the early 1980s. Mm, I guess it's a generational thing as well. Yeah, yeah. But you look back and they were the band back in the day for a little while. Mm. Mm, a bit sad, but interesting documentary. Very much. Makes you think. And that's what you want a documentary to do, Lon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there are plenty more awesome documentaries at the Byron Bay Film Festival. Um, I'm sure the website is a bit more up to date at the moment. You can find out some awesome films to see. And you can check when these are screening as well if you want to. I think you definitely want to after listening to this podcast. You're <laughs> like, wow, I'm going to go see all these films. Because <laughs> you've had a glowing recommendation from us. Yep, Totally. So thank you for listening. We're going to come back pretty soon with some more films of all shapes and sizes. Of all lengths and themes. And if you're a bit upset that we haven't <laughs> complained about things so much recently, don't you worry. If things happen, I'm going to complain about them. <laughs> if there's one thing you can be sure of. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.